Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. He's alive in you. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 Miss Terry Hurd. Miss Terry Hurd, come on over. Come on down. The price is right. Come on down. The price is right. Hallelujah. Have you missed being together? Yes. After eight days and four meals and everything else, it's like, you know what? We kind of grow on each other, don't we? I was telling Hermine, was it Hermine? We were standing next to each other, and I said, we uh, have the same daddy but different moms. Amen. Uh, Terry, uh, during the middle of the week, had a vision, dream, encounter, however we want to describe it. You know, we've really been believing. I've been asking the Lord to uh, manifest himself, reveal himself more and more personally to each and every one of you. I believe with the activation of uh, Al's dream that came, uh, it was something that uh, Egmar brought a flag, and I don't know if he's seeing it or whatever, but it triggered the dream. And then he said he found himself up here, but that flag has not been brought out since when, Al? Yeah. Amen. Beautiful. Why don't you stand up, Dagmar? So Kathy wants to be able to see the flag. With the flag, yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. Amen. Where's... Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. GC, why don't you go grab Chris for me? I don't know where he's at, but if he's probably next door. Is Chris back there? He's what? Oh, he's going to the food ministry today. Okay, well, no, actually, what I'll do is we'll show... Hang on, because what I'm going to ask... I'm going to ask if maybe um, Jackie might be able to create a similar flag like that so we could hang it. So we could hang it in here as an activation day because there was something at Tabernacles, obviously, and now this is a furthering of the activation of what's taking place in the heaven room. Cause see, that's why I keep trying to encourage you. You know, We're not bringing heaven down. And see, thank you. Where's, uh, what's her name? Judy. Thank you, Judy. For because she was saying we enter in, we elevate, we go to, we 
join the heavenly realm. And see, that's what's transpiring because we've then pulled down what's released in the heavenly realm to release it here in the earthly realm to then in turn return it back to the heavenly realm. That's where we join what God is doing. And so Terry heard last week she uh, left a message on my machine, uh, but I was felt it was important for her to be able to describe it. Because what's happening now, and for the most part, is what I told uh, many of the leaders that came during this Feast of Tabernacles. Many of us have an idea or an understanding of what uh, bringing um, salvation to people and what that message is and reaching out. Well, what's taking place now is, is, and I was trying to describe to them, is these personal encounters. Because we've believed for a balance of the spiritual and then in turn a foundation of the word. And then, of course, the fellowship and that love that's inside of us, that's his. But I've also been believing for that encounter. And so these encounters that are transpiring are personal to you. Because when she told me, she says, it's, I, can, I can speak it, and it's like I'm right there. See, the very thing with you, Barbara Dean. All these expressions, same thing for you, Al, happened a couple of weeks ago. But all you have to do is tap into the realm of the Spirit, and it is. Because it's living and alive. And so that's what's transpiring. So I felt this was important for uh, Terry to share. Uh, this was Sunday night, the last night of the feast that I had this dream. This was Sunday night, the last night of the feast that I had this dream. Um, I know that I was I wasn't in my body. I was in my spirit, up above here, like looking down, and I could see Pastor Sheila Zeller standing right there. And a big giant, looked like 15 to 20 feet tall angel um, that was had a burnished bronzy um, armor. And there was a big white glow around Pastor Sheila, and she was just looking up at him, at the angel. And I was just hovering, looking down in amazement. And then all of a sudden, I looked to the door doorway, the entryway, and Kathy Janice. I didn't have to say your last name. <laughs> she entered in. <laughs> she entered in, and she was in bright, bright, almost like color of the flag there, reddish like that, like you know, a deep, deep red. And she came running, kind of running in, with her hand, arms extended and her hands open, with big balls of flame, of like fire, bright, bright bright, bright orange and yellow, like gold, running right by the angel and Sheila and ran to the front of the altar here. And all these balls of fire she was placing in the middle at first and then extending them to the left and then to the right. And in between all the fire were, you know, like flames from a gas stove, like that kind of a flame, but they were bright, bright, bright orange and yellow, just glowing the whole altar. And that's when I woke up and I said, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hallelujah. And see, that's the evidence of your relationship that's growing with the Holy Spirit. You're becoming more sensitive, attentive. Because many times we maybe have an experience that starts out and then we get distracted either to do something else or we don't have time for it 
or we don't give it validation. Because the same thing with dreams. Dreams come for instruction. And so um, I'm amazed because what transpires in these sea settings that's released in the realm of the spirit and the time that transpires, if you remember, and it was something that uh, J.C. brought to remembrance, and I believe it was sometime in January where I had put out in a little piece of paper Ephesians 1. And it was a, Paul, a prayer that Paul prayed for the people in the church of Ephesus. Father, would you grant them the spirit of wisdom and revelation workings of the divine knowledge of Jesus? Would you enlighten the eyes of their heart with understanding that they might know the hope of their calling in Christ Jesus? Amen? And so I asked you to put that on your refrigerator, on your mirror. Pray that for yourself, right? Pray that for the family here, for those that are purposed to be uh, maturing and growing and letting God use them uh, as he will. And so I was rehearsing <clears throat> the message that Wes brought. And that's the, I think it was the evening that uh, J.C. came up to me. Because I'm going to read, it's Ephesians 1, 17 through 20. And Wes's message was on the way back to spiritual power. Amen. Uh, no, I'm going to read the scripture that the paper came from. Thank you. Because I was looking for mine and I must have given it away. But what? It makes this awesome bookmark and it's an awesome reminder. Amen. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 1, starting with 17. Thank the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. This is the part that J.C. may notice, and this is the part that Wesley spoke of, verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. And see, I began to just then rehearse because it was something that Wes said after he read that scripture or referenced it. He says, are you content? And let that settle for a minute. Are we content? He was an excellent preacher, tender-hearted man. Because what does his heart cry? I want to remain sweet. That first message that he brought on forgiveness was all about, I want to remain sweet. <clears throat> but I began to listen to, am I content? And I want you just to go through your mind's eye. We spoke about a little bit of this last Sunday, of the things that uh, have brought you to where you are. But think about it. Since that little inscription, that living word, that you've prayed, rehearsed, believed for one another, believed for yourself. Just think about what it's taken, how God has allowed events, decisions, things that have transpired in your life that have brought you to today. And look around. Most of us even have an outward appearance that's different. Our countenance is different, which always tells us then something on the inside is transpiring. Mm-hmm. 
I have to believe when um, Terry had that out-of-body experience, no different from Tammy when she was having that blood transfusion and she saw them pumping blood into her body, right? That's something that's living. It's, a, it's the Word made flesh. It's alive, right? It's in turn now a part of who you are. And it's that which continues to sustain us for what is yet to come. Can you imagine if that word, just that First Corinthians, Ephesians 1, probably 17 through, I think it was 18, I didn't do 19 and 20. If that's had that much of an effect in your life to change you, can you imagine the eight days of word that you sat under, that you listened to, that was imparted to you? Can you imagine what will transpire in your life as we respond to the Spirit of the Lord in what he's saying? What will we look like? Could it be the ultimate goal when the fullness of Christ, according to Ephesians 1, or excuse me, chapter 4 of Ephesians, until the fullness of Christ? Can you imagine that we're all standing before the Father and only He can recognize the true Son of God because He sees His Son in each and every one of us? I'm not saying we are the Son of God. There's only one. But that's what's transpiring. This outward shell, this outer person, the old man is passing away. And you're not trying to become a better person. You want the life that now has begun, Christ in you, the hope of glory, that which is transpiring in your life to be the evidence that's then seen. And again, that was what Wes was saying. He didn't want to be recognized. He didn't want to be seen. He wants to be so tender and sweet that all there is is the presence of God that's manifest. Amen. Now, I want to read Jeremiah because I felt this was important. This is Jeremiah chapter 29. As you're walking through this journey, this transformation, we talk so much about being spiritual. The church has tried so hard to teach people their way to become spiritual. In order to become spiritual... You have to have relationship with the Holy Spirit. There's no formula. There's no ten points of how to get there. It speaks of having communion with the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. I love that sound. Don't you like that sound? It's better than screeching of the fingernails down on the chalkboard. Right? <laughs> yeah. But when we recognize what's transpiring in our lives, and my hope is, is because what happens is, is that we're now into October, we have Thanksgiving coming, we have Christmas coming, we have New Year's coming, and often what has transpired, that's been spoken, that's been experienced in our life during tabernacles, it becomes distant. Because Thanksgiving becomes important, right? Christmas becomes involved and we're getting busy about the things that we have to do, all of those things that transpire. So my hope is, is that as we begin to move in these next weeks and months ahead, that we can encourage one another, remind one another of the word. I even went out and uh, because I want to not just listen to the word, I want to watch the word. So I've asked Ben to download 
from our computer all of the words that were brought during those eight days and put them on DVD. And then I'm thinking, Kathy told me that there are other people that were wanting certain ones because they weren't here. So the Lord made a way where I could find a uh, duplicator. When I bought the duplicator back there, it's one-to-one, and it's only a CD. And those things were like $500 at the time. I got a DVD and CD duplicator, a one-to-three for $210. So I thought, why not? So he's going to make a library of those DVDs. And so if there's one that you want, either want personally or want to take one, watch it, bring it back, grab another one, those probably in the next couple of weeks are going to be available. But I guess the focus is that I want you just to really kind of help each other in this time of uh, transformation, of this time of this living word becoming alive. I'm believing for more encounters. We have to have personal encounters. Saul would have not become the man of God that he has and had if it wasn't for that personal encounter with Jesus. Because all the disciples before him walked with Jesus. Now mind you, Jesus was dead, buried, rose again, seated at the right hand of the Father when it was time for Paul to be anointed and encountered with Jesus. So to have an effectual ministry, that's what caused the church to wane because the disciples that touched him, saw him, talked to him, there became distance of the true story because then it was carried through another man, another person, another time, another generation. So what we have today is, is oh, that was, that was 2,000 years ago and it was misinterpreted then and it's been translated so many times now, this can't be really the Word of God. Well, Terry, the experience that you had... Just let me, let me kind of stay focused for a minute and then we'll share towards the end. So see, what's taking place right now is, is that you now are becoming as the disciples. Paul required an encounter with God for where the people that he encountered then, they couldn't say, oh, but you've never seen Jesus. Those disciples did. We believe him, but we're not going to believe you. What did Jesus say? I mean, excuse me, what did Paul say? I saw him. I encountered him. He encountered me. And see, that's what's taking place. The testimony of prophecy is Jesus, which is the prophetic word, sight, experience, whether it be a dream, whether it be a vision, the encounter, it all points to Jesus. Like that flag, the line of Judah, everything points to the flag. So in turn, well, to the flag, yeah, it points to Jesus. And so as we begin to move ahead and move forward, I want you to listen to these words because... So much that we've gone through has been very, very difficult. And many of us have said, I can't go through another year like I just did. Well, let's hope that we don't have to. But, Jeremiah 29, this is going to be verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me, and you will go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And see, that's what's going to be advancing in an increase of your relationship with the Holy Spirit 
Because the events of the world, I want to just state this because this isn't anything political. The church used to look at Matthew 24 and say as the world goes, then you can see where the church is. Wrong. Completely wrong. When the church becomes the fullness, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen him. When we become more the containers of his love, then there's more authority and power given, which then causes both the earthly realm and the heavenly realm to move. And I've said this before. The Father and Jesus are waiting for you and I, the bride, to be ready. And only the Father will know when that is. But if you'll just picture Jesus at the right hand of the Father, saying, Dad, I think we've got to start moving these events in the earth because your word says these things are supposed to happen before I go back and take my bride. And you know what? She's getting serious, Dad. She's loving you with all of her heart, all of her mind, with all of her strength and her neighbors, the family of God equal to herself. And see, that's what's transpiring. This whole maturity, these places of walking by the Spirit, these personal encounters. Anybody come up and say to you, well, this Bible was written and translated and then to the Greek, and the Hebrew, and it's just not accurate. Well, let me tell you my story. I had an encounter with him. It's written upon my heart. It's part of my life. I was out of my body, in my body, I don't know. But I saw them bringing blood transfusions to this dead body. Nobody can tell you that that's a misinterpretation of man. See, your life is becoming the living word, the very manifestation of the word made flesh, the very things that you're reading about that others walked in. You're becoming that. You're living it. And that's why your testimony is so powerful. And that's why your adversary wants to do all that he can to remove your testimony. So these places of difficulty, he said not to harm you, Though your adversary purposed to see that you might destroy yourself, because he can't destroy you. But God says, I'm going to use these weaknesses. What do we hear all during the feast? That my life might be strong in you, and that all that I have written concerning you, Psalms 139, that the future and the purpose that I have for you, all you've got to do is seek me. Because you're going to find what you need in this next time of testing or this place that you find yourself or this place of difficulty or question or doubt or when your adversary is trying to convince you that you're less than who you are in me. See, it's just an incredible, powerful, powerful time when we realize that this written word, this ink on pieces of paper, the Holy Spirit causes it to become alive. God didn't want to write the commandments on stone when he asked for all of Israel to come up to the mountain. He wanted to write it upon their hearts. But they refused to go up. But what does he promise for you and I? And that's what he's doing today. He's writing on your and my heart. It's not the do's and don'ts. It's everything that I want to do to please my Father because I love him. It's no longer the list of things that I can't do. I don't want to do those things. I, I'm, I want to love my father. I want to have time with the family. I want to please him. I want to do the things that are important and then begin to fulfill the very things in my life. Things that I, don't, I can't even comprehend. Can you, imagine, uh, can you imagine just a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, 
having the same encounter that you had before, you wouldn't have responded in the same way. But look, but look at who you are today. Those are encounters in the relationship with the Holy Spirit, having that time with Jesus, recognizing the family of God, the body of Christ, spending time together. That's why it's so important. Because that testimony, that living word, all of a sudden that tapestry, man, it's, it's like, whoa. What was that, uh, one of those movies where it's the, uh, it's the game board, and I know it was demonic in some ways, but the game board, all of a sudden this whole thing comes to life. Our story, this building can't contain this stories, the stories of life that are in this room. Can you imagine if you just drop down these walls and then if we could visually 3D, whatever 4D, if we could see Psalms 139 written about every one of you and all of a sudden all this is laid out and then opened up like a book. You talk about virtual reality. That's the one that Jeanette gave me. That's a $2 bill. But can you imagine? And see, that's what's coming alive right now. That's what people are seeing. They don't see these four walls. They're seeing your story being revealed. However that encounter is coming. However you're choosing, because you're making decisions or you wouldn't be making, you wouldn't see the life of who he is inside of you increase the way it is. Romans 8. Now, I was preparing for this morning, and I think most of you know Gary Sharman, right? Who helped build both of the new sanctuary, the new sanctuary to the old side and the new sanctuary to the new side. And if I can find Romans 8. I know it's in my Bible. I don't think I ripped the page out. Romans 8. Now see, what will be the affirmation of a red flag at the appointed time? Whether it be the affirmation? Because see, all of this that's happening in your life, the reason why it's brought here is because then it isn't my word, my story, that I'm trying to convince you that God is speaking. He says, my word will be confirmed by two or three witnesses. So when we come together, I'm just waiting for all the witnesses, the affirmations, to then confirm what I believe he's speaking to me to say to you. And then as it is a testimony, a flag, somebody sent me a text this morning, then I say, all right, I have an idea where you're going, but now that's changed. Because there's parts that need to enter in to bring the bigger fullness, the larger impartation of the word because now all these parts are living and alive I mean I just can't wait well I don't want to say that because they have the technology today can you imagine that if every part when you walked in the door all of a sudden you could see a, a hologram of your dream right of your flag everything before we got here that you experienced during the week and as soon as you walked in the door all of these all of these displays Right? And then we would walk in and say, Wow, this. Am I in the spirit? Am I in the, in the body? Out of the body? Is this the family coming together? Wait a minute, that, that was Terry. Wait a minute, that, that, there's Al. Dagmar, she, she's waving a flag. 
And see, that's what's inside of you. And then when you come, I purpose in my heart just to reveal it. To where then you know, like some denominations, they want everybody to be unified, so they put out what each person is going to speak on every Sunday morning, so everybody's speaking the same word. That's not walking by the Spirit. Now, this is Gary Sharman. He sent me this scripture by text this morning. And I want to make sure I get this, the right one. This is uh, Romans 8, 18 through 20. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Come on, in you. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealings the revealings of the sons of God. You and I. For the creation subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. All just men made perfect. All of creation is travailing, waiting for the sons to be birthed. You're their hope. Christ in you is their hope Amen. for restoration of this earth, of humanity, to be restored back to that which was the garden where we walk with God. Sure, we can do that. That was was Romans 8. Isn't it amazing when you just there's a there's a there's a subtleness in the spirit when the word's spoken because he said his word doesn't fall to the ground when you speak his word there's some uh, pastors that will ask your congregation to stand up when the scripture's read to bring reverence to the word but you can feel the weightiness of it. For the creation was, excuse me, verse 20. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. What's that saying? Back to the children of God? Back to restoring back to Adam and Eve, back to the garden? Amen. What a wonderful time to spend together, to have together, to look forward together. So I hope this word has substance to you, for you, in you, as we move forward in these weeks ahead. Try to to remind one another. Family times are important, Thanksgiving, all these. But be mindful of what you are carrying in, who you're carrying in, to every family situation, every Thanksgiving, every potluck, if you're invited over to somebody's home during the holiday season, at Thanksgiving, whatever it is, remember that ark right there, it carried the presence of God. We are called now a tabernacle not made with hands. 
Who do we carry inside of us? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So wherever you go, be mindful of that. Because who you're becoming, and like I say, the Word speaks about practicing your spiritual senses. So experiment a little bit. (laughs) When you're about ready to go to somebody's house, sometimes we have in-laws, outlaws, and everybody else that sometimes can be fun for a holiday setting. Test something out and see, Lord, I'm familiar with what took place last Thanksgiving. Would you maybe come in with me and see if there might be a difference of the atmosphere changes? Because you have the authority, you have the ability, you have the person inside of you to change the atmosphere. And so in turn, when you're beginning to go to these settings, you're carrying the ark of his presence that then whatever he wants to do and however he wants to do it, I mean, it could be a couple of people punching each other out, but at the end, maybe repenting to each other. You just don't know. But that gives him access because you've carried in what he purposes to establish or at least make an invitation, and that's what it's all about. Amen? So I'm going to go over to Dagmar. Is this helping you? Of what to look forward in these next weeks and months of how he would like to see us approach? Hello. And since we all carry all these specific things from the Lord, all these different gifts being exposed at, a, at his time, um, he had given me photography many, many years ago. The heavens declare the glory of God, Psalm 19.1. And when we talked about the flag, the line of Judah, all the different things we just had talked about. Mm -hmm. This was a precursor when I was able to partake at the tabernacle. This is the line of Judah, which I photographed out of the the I am. So it's just like I said to Edge, everything is sometimes in three, a precursor to all the other main things. This is I was, I am, I will be. I should have said I will cause, he will cause. Out of that, he gave me the line of Judah. I said, wow, that was a precursor partaking here at the tabernacle with all the other wonderful things he had me bring in. And I know this was a blessing to all and to us. And it goes on. So look up. This is another part. You will see things. Now, if you are ready with your camera, okay. If you are not, you are being touched in your heart. And you carry that. Amen. Absolutely. Because all of his creation is for our pleasure. Sitting there listening to the Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit within you, you have the Father and the Son Mm -hmm. within you. They are not separable. So all three are within you. And I'm thinking back here, we're talking periodically about demon possession This is exactly what the Holy Spirit is after, possession. Mm -hmm. He wants to possess you. He doesn't want just part of you, all of you. And I've been hearing lately about, oh, you owe the Lord 10%. No, you don't. 100% belongs to him. 100%. That's why when you give, when you speak, you need to be led by the Spirit. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, we're going to stop right here. Yeah. Amen. 
I don't want to lose sight of the word. <laughs> See all these different parts? When you're looking around, all the things that are transpiring. Amen. Um, I just wanted to say that um, this morning during worship, um, when the moment we started to worship, um, I began to see all the angels in the mm. sanctuary. Um, and the angels were doing many different things, but the Lord drew my vision to one particular angel. And I don't know if you guys noticed me get, come off of the stage, um, but I felt like the Lord wanted me to do what that angel was doing, and I, I couldn't find what I needed. My point is, I think that the Lord is going to ask us to do things that are out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. right now. Absolutely. Um, taking steps of faith to... If I had been able to find that white cloth, and to, he, what he wanted me to do was to come down here with a white cloth and do this dance that the angel was doing. Mm. Um, and I felt like it was, that angel represented the bride. Beautiful. It was so out of my comfort zone to do that. Um, and so I just want to encourage you, if, the Holy Spirit nudges you to do something different, mm-hmm. to not be afraid. And then I just wanted to share this little testimony. Um, last year at Christmas, Ed and I were given um, a gift card for to go out for dinner, a movie, and then there was a gift card to do a little shopping. And so yesterday during the day, I'm, I'm by myself, and... Um, I had a rough day yesterday. I'm going to be transparent and honest. I've been f- fighting um, oppression. It's you know the enemy doesn't want us to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I just made this little statement. Oh, so I went to put all the Christmas stuff away last year. Couldn't find the gift cards. Went back through all the Christmas stuff, searched everywhere, and I told Ed I must have thrown them away. I can't believe that. Yeah. Amen. So this morning, my allergies are bothering me. I go to the cabinet, and I can't, I have no allergy medication. I was like, you know what, I, I'm going to go look through my other purses in my closet to look through al- for allergy medication. I never found allergy medication, but I found those gift cards. Amen. My point being is that, you know, God has written our book. Mm-hmm. God knew that this morning, a year, almost a year later, he was going to say, hey, Deb, mm-hmm. do you remember? Because I said yesterday, you know what, Lord? I'd really just like to go out to dinner and go to a movie and maybe buy something new. You know, I'm just talking to him like mm-hmm. I always talk to him. And there were those gift cards this morning. So... He knows what we need. He hears every single thing. And all of those scriptures that you read this morning, Mm -hmm. Pastor Father. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hail Mary, for grace, God be with me. Those were the scriptures the Lord gave me today in my quiet time. So I just wanted to confirm. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll close close this with that. Yes, ma'am. Okay. 
the good news is my uh, nephew has finally got his vehicle so he can get it inspected. Amen. And he will be at my house on Thanksgiving. Awesome. Amen. And top that off, she I was going to go to the store and buy a Get Well card, and I'm thinking, I don't need to spend money on a Get Well card. i got cards at home. What's the matter with me? So you found some. So I found my Get Well cards at home. So... And the candy canes. And if you would allow us, because this is God's calendar, so this is a new year, if you would then begin to start carrying what you have here when you go next door to the food bank. God has brought these people. I know that we believe they're coming for food, but it's more than that. Because when you have that time to focus on listening, just go over and say hi. Just a quick greeting. But the things that are transpiring in your life, God wants to do in their lives. He wants to be just as real to them as he is to you. Amen? Is it on the same topic? Okay. Testimony. Mm-hmm. You were saying that. Well, I'll, I'll tell you my testimony first. Okay. I went down to Massachusetts to visit. Well, we were doing several things, but one of the things was to visit family. This was last weekend, and when I did, my family had this gathering where they got together. And there's been a lot of strain since my parents passed away, and we dealt with um, dealing with estate stuff. And the family has never been the same since that. Mm-hmm. And the the most amazing thing was when I went down there to visit, there was, it's never happened before like this, but I walked in and there was the most amazing peace <laughs> between everyone. And everyone's like, this hasn't been this way in so long. Wow, this is kind of special. And I knew that the Lord had used me to bring Beautiful. It, it doesn't sound possible, but just to walk in the room Absolutely. and bring an element of peace. Isn't that incredible? And and there was such a warmth um, that was so healing to the, to the family after so much fighting and difficulty that it, it erased everything. And then uh, just a reminder that I had a dream during Tabernacles. It, was, it reminded me of your dream just to, to remind us of this. In my dream, I saw um, God's hands. I was on the altar. And there was a package, a box, a beautiful box. And I opened the box, and there were two of the most beautiful, ornate candlesticks Mm. within that box. They were gold, and there was amazing scrolling detail. And I knew that it was a double portion anointing. And I knew that it was, again, carrying the light and the fire that God has called us to carry. And I think we're going to carry it outside of here into the world. Amen, we are, yeah. What's the song when you walk into the room? It changes everything. Like Wes said, be sweet in your heart towards one another. Be sweet to the people next door. We have no idea of what they've walked through and where they've come from and what they are presently experiencing. Amen. Just be the expression of his tenderness and his love. Amen.
And I don't believe we have any anything that we're aware of other than if you have a card for Norman. We can maybe, uh, we'll really take what we have and if you have cards you want to bring, we'll keep taking them over. Took him, took him dinner over the other night and he's, he's so blessed. We saw him in Brownsville and he, he just looked like a different guy. You know, he just, he was just full of life. Just, just, Ben? Just, just. I just wanted you to uh, please be sure and call and, you know, talk with him on the phone because uh, we can't really go and visit him at his house. So be sure and do that. Uh, part. But he did fall. He fell. Patricia told me uh, yesterday evening that Norm fell. So, um, you know, I don't know how he fell or what he fell over or what he was doing. Just pray for him. He's okay. But um, just keep praying for him, okay? Amen. Oh, and I'll just close with this. When we went to see, uh, when we went to see Norm, it was a shared room. So we walked in, and he was in the first bed. I'm sorry. Last Sunday we went in, and he was in the first bed, and then there was a partition. And so we're talking and whatever, and we're, you know, loving on him and that. And so then there's a woman with her dog sitting in the chair. So she gets up and she starts walking towards us. And she said, uh, Pastor Lonnie? I said, yeah. She says, I recognize your voice right away. She says, remember our son Christian? When you used to meet in the house in the dining room, and he was sitting on the front row, and he was prophesied over that he was going to be a pastor and God was going to use him mightily. And she said, he was eight years old at the time. 30 years ago, he's 38. Wow. So she said, he's a pastor now down here in Brownsville. And she said, he speaks the truth. But she said, when I heard your voice, she says, I knew it had to be you. See, I'm going to stop here, Val. So we have no idea of the influence of our lives upon others. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you for this koinia. Yeah, his name is Christian. Cool. Father, we thank you for this koinia, this fellowship with your Holy Spirit, Father. I thank you. You've given us, you've granted us, Father, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Everything that Paul prayed, you're granting for us to live and walk out. So, Father, we just, uh, we love you. And, Father, let your love increase in us so we can love you more with your love and we can love one another with your love. And that every person, Father, that comes into the food bank, every person that comes into this physical building, Father, would be, would be greeted by you, Lord Jesus. And their lives will be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, love you. <laughs>